This is a <clears throat> meeting of the Recreation and Park Commission. Could the secretary please call the roll? Commissioner Buell? Here. Commissioner Griffin? Here. Commissioner Halsey? Here. Commissioner Jupiter Jones? Here. Commissioner Louie? Here. Commissioner Mazzola? Here. And Commissioner Anderson has an excused absence. This is the Recreation and Park Commission meeting of April 20th, 2023. The San Francisco Recreation and Park Commission acknowledges that we occupy the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatish Ohlone peoples, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. We honor the Ramatish Ohlone peoples for their enduring commitment to Mother Earth. As the indigenous protectors of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatish Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As stewards of parkland, we recognize our duty to honor the Ohlone through thoughtful and informed preservation and interpretation of ancestral land. As uninvited guests, we affirm their sovereign rights as first peoples and wish to pay our respects to the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatish community. Good morning and welcome to the Recreation and Park Commission. This meeting is being held in hybrid format with the meeting occurring in person in City Hall room 416 with options to join and provide public comment remotely as well. We ask that you please turn off electronic devices and take any secondary conversations outside in order for the meeting to proceed as efficiently as possible. We ask listeners to turn down your televisions and or computers while listening on the phone. We ask for your patience if we experience any technical issues. Public comment will be taken both in person and remotely. Public comment will be available for each item on the agenda. Unless otherwise announced by the president, each person will have two minutes for public comment on each item. Comments or opportunities to speak during the public comment period are available both in person in City Hall room 416 and via phone. For each item, the commission will take public comment first from people attending the meeting in person and then from people attending the meeting remotely. For those of you who would like to join the meeting remotely, you can view the meeting live on SFGov TV or via webinar using the link provided at the top of today's agenda. You may provide public comment remotely via our webinar or via phone by calling 415-655-0001 using today's access code, which is 2590-182-5429 and webinar password 0420. When you hear the agenda item you would like to comment on called, dial star 3 to be added to the queue to speak. You will be lined up in the system in the order you dial star 3. The system will notify you when you are in line and waiting, during which time it will be silent. All callers will remain on mute until their line is open. Everyone must account for the time delays and speaking discrepancies between live coverage and streaming. Please address your comments to the Commission during public comment on items. In order to allow equal time for all, neither the Commission nor staff will respond to any questions. The Commission may ask questions of staff after public comment is closed. If there is an item of interest to you that is not on the agenda and is under the subject matter jurisdiction of the Commission, you may speak under general public comment and that is item 4 and then continue to, to item 10. Alternatively, you may submit public comment in either of the following ways, by emailing recpark.commission at sfgov.org. If you submit public comment via email, it will be included in the legislative file as part of the matter. Written comments may also be sent via the U.S. Postal Service to San Francisco Recreation and Park Commission, 501 Stanyon Street, San Francisco, California, 94117. The following are short announcements for those of you joining us in person. If the fire alarms activate, you must evacuate the building in an orderly fashion using any exit. Please note that elevators will immediately return to the first floor and are not available for use. If you need assistance out of the building, please make your way to the closest area of refuge, which is directly across the hall in the men's restroom. Inside the restroom is a speaker box. Press it and City Hall security will answer. Let them know your location and they will assist you. 
Please note that this commission meeting is recorded and will be available for later viewing on sfgovtv.org. Thank you. We are now on item two, President's Report. <coughs> Thank you. Uh, before I call on Commissioner Griffin to say a few words, I would like to acknowledge an email that uh, was received by our general manager, and it's uh, my inclination to always point out when we get unsolicited expressions of gratitude about the things the Recreation and Park Department does. Dear Mr. Ginsburg, I'm writing to express my heartfelt appreciation for the exceptional support provided by the SF Rec team, particularly Samantha, Melissa, Lillian, and Anne, and, and Mary, as well as several of the instructors such as David Hong, Greg Geisiker, Don Franklin, Diane, and Renee. As a single parent raising seven children, our arrival in San Francisco in 2013 was met with various challenges. However, SF Rec played an instrumental role in helping us settle in and become a part of the community. Samantha and Melissa provided us with invaluable support in introducing us to various programs and enrolling my children in numerous activities. Their guidance and assistance were critical during challenging times, and their unwavering support had a profound impact on our lives. Lillian's support in approving our scholarship and encouraging us during times of hardship were also in incredibly important. In addition, instructors such as David Hong in tennis, Greg Geisiker swimming and archery, Don Franklin, Rod and Reel, Diane Midtown Terrace, and Renee, manager of Hamilton, were not only the experts at teaching my children various skills, but also served as excellent life coaches. As a result of the guidance and support that we received, several of my children ex excelled in school and went on to attend top colleges such as Harvard and Stanford. I'm extremely grateful for the positive impact that San Francisco Rec and Park has had on our family. I believe that your leadership has been critical in fostering an environment of excellence and dedication among your staff. We want to express our deepest thanks to the staff mentioned above, as well as the many others who have helped us over the years. Thank you for your hard work and dedication, which has had a profound impact on our lives. We are proud of you and grateful for all that you do. Sincerely, Cindy Chet. We're proud of you too, Mr. General Manager, and we're proud of all the staff who make unsolicited comments like that that much more appreciated. And with that, I would like to call on Commissioner Griffin. Thank you, President Buell. Um, last night, the neighborhood and the activist around the Buchanan Street Mall renovation had a healing circle, and it was held at one of the community centers in, um, I'm not sure which public housing project it was, but it was very nice. It was the Rosa Parks Community Center, and um, it was really interesting. There were about 35 to 40 people there, and it was, I mean, some deep emotions came out. Um, I recognized several people there that are, the actually they were all mothers of children that were shot and that's what started the whole healing circle in the western edition it was happening prior to the buchanan street project but now they seem to have melded in together um so it was quite an enlightening experience and if anybody ever gets invited to one i would advise participating thank you 
Thank you, Commissioner. And that concludes the, the uh, President's report. Okay, thank you. We'll take public comment on the President's report. Is there anyone in room 416 who'd like to comment? Seeing none, do we have any hands raised on our WebEx? No hands raised. Seeing no public comment, public comment is closed. We're now on item three, general manager's report. Thank you, commissioners. And uh, President Buell, thank you for reading Ms. Chen's letter. Um, you know, most most of the correspondence we get is, um, you know, in the form of uh, the occasional complaint. No. And to receive, to receive a letter like that uh, showing the impact of, of parks on this family's uh, you know, the, the, on their lives was was really poignant and a great celebration of of the caring staff that that we have, which is why I forwarded it. It was thank you. It was uh, yeah. It was it was really 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 sweet to receive that. Um, well, if you haven't noticed, uh, spring has sprung. Uh, it is beautiful out. Uh, the Giants are playing. Uh, there's baseball everywhere. Uh, so I wanted to update you on the major events, spring events that are happening around the city and our parks this spring. Earlier this month, we had thousands of people flock to Dolores Park for the Easter Sunday celebration with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, who recently celebrated their 44th anniversary. Wow. Uh, this annual tradition is something everyone looks forward to each season. This year was really no different and, uh, you know, one of those quirky super wonderful and unique San Francisco moments. We had nuns in drag. We had Foxy Marys. We had hunky Jesuses, and I wasn't even there. Uh, they were all the, the <laughs> <laughs> they were the big ticket draws. However, it was the amazing weather and smiling faces that really made the event. A big thanks to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence who continue to be amazing community activists and spectacular stewards of our parks. Uh, we also had the Cherry Blossom Festival in Japantown, which wrapped up last weekend after two amazing weekends. Uh, this event epitomizes the spring season. It celebrates, uh, obviously, our, our amazing cherry blossoms that dot our city and herald the beginning of spring. It's fun, it's beautiful, and it holds really important significance for our uh, Japanese community. Uh, and so that was also a really, really lovely weekend. Uh, this Saturday is... Uh, uh, Spring Fling, formerly known as Extravaganza. Um, uh, we, there was a bit of a refresh on this thing, and we now call it Spring Fling. It's going to be a little different uh, this year, but it's going to be a super fantastic day out at Crocker Amazon this Saturday. Live entertainment, games, food, arts, crafts, activities, archery, rock climbing. Uh, we'll be out there from 11 to 3. It is a fun and free family event so we encourage everybody to enjoy the good weather and uh, come out and celebrate spring with us and then today today today's april 20th otherwise known as 420 uh, and uh, apparently golden gate parks hippie hill will again be the place to be to hang out on the green the historic 420 celebration gets bigger and better uh, every year. This year marks the second year that legal cannabis sales and consumption will be permitted at the event. This is a feat of coordination between city departments and event organizers <coughs> to mitigate impacts on the park and surrounding neighborhoods. If you recall, 
uh, up until about five years ago. This was an event that happened to our city, and now it happens with our city. Uh, among this year's efforts, 100 security guards, 163 portable toilets, free muni shuttles, extra parking control officers, and robust cleanup crews that include our top-notch uh, Golden Gate Park staff. Uh, last year, uh, we had nearly 20,000 people roll up to Hippie Hill. As always, our focus is on making sure people have fun but also stay safe. We are encouraging anyone who's attending to please take public transportation uh, and to treat the neighborhood as if it were your own. That means pack it in, pack it out, use, please use one of the 163 portable toilets. Uh, we are always happy to partner with our buds at the Office of Cannabis for this event. And also a big thank you to Alex Aquino with Sounds Bazaar for helping put on this highly anticipated annual <clears throat> event. All right, Earth Day is arriving on Saturday, April 22nd, and we have a variety of events happening in our parks. Earth Day San Francisco Festival takes place at the County Fair Building in Golden Gate Park from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. and will feature live entertainment, speakers, a green <clears throat> mobility zone showcasing green transportation modes, a chef zone featuring sustainable food choices, and a lot more. Also a free event, but you'll need a ticket. So go to earthdaysf.org for more info. Then uh, moving across town a bit, we have the Randall Museum's Earth Day Short Film Festival. This free event will showcase 17 short films with a focus on sustainability and the environment. Uh, and then there is a kid-friendly portion of this as well, which begins at 1 o'clock. Uh, several other events around the city uh, include park cleanups, a Cantonese language compost workshop at Brooks Park Community Garden, an Earth Day celebration at Alamany Farm, and so much more. Please check out our website at sfrecpark.org to see a complete list. Uh, last Wednesday, Speaker Emeritus Nancy Pelosi uh, joined the mayor and commissioners. Uh, uh, let's see, let's see, who, raise your hand if you were there. <laughs> 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 Commissioner Louie, Commissioner Griffin, Commissioner Hallisey, and I believe Commissioner Anderson was also there um, uh, uh, to announce the uh, securing of $3 million in federal funding to go towards the Japantown Peace Plaza renovation project. The project uh, gives the plaza new paving, new plantings, extra seating, a refreshed pagoda, and so much more. We're very grateful to the contribution, uh, just like Cherry Blossom Festival, the Peace Plaza is a very meaningful meaningful place, not only for the San Francisco, not only for San Francisco's Japanese community, but for the larger Bay Area Japanese community as well. It is one of only three designated Japan towns in all of California, the other two being in San Jose and Los Angeles. So a big thanks uh, to Speaker Emeritus Pelosi for being such a champion of our parks and city, and I think the mayor said it very well, uh, given the portfolio of her national and international responsibilities over the last several decades. Uh, the fact that she is still rolls up her sleeves and is focused on park by park, street corner by street corner in San Francisco is, we are very, very, very lucky to have her. And of course, we're super lucky to have our mayor supporting this project. Uh, got a uh, birthday announcement. JFK Promenade turns three years old this month. Three years old. Uh, time flies and it, 
most importantly, runs and walks. Uh, to celebrate this major milestone, on Friday, April 28th, our partners at Walk SF will hold a big picnic and party for the JFK Promenade. That's happening from 4.30 to 6 p.m., so join us out there right in front of the Conservatory of Flowers for this event, which will feature food trucks and activities for all ages. In addition to Walk SF, the San Francisco Biker Coalition will be there, as will KidSafe SF and Church of Eight Wheels. Uh, this was obviously a community effort, and the community wants to celebrate. We have another anniversary happening this month. Francisco Park in Russian Hill turns one. Back when it opened in April of 2022, a year ago almost today, the five, four and a half acre park was the largest public park to open in what we call the city's urban core since 1983. Completing the park's construction was a major feat. Uh, the area was unused. Uh, dilapidated. It was a gold rush era reservoir located on a steep hillside and had been fenced off actually since 1940. Today it offers sweeping views of the bay, community gardens, a dog park, an expansive open space for visitors and residents, a really cool playground, interpretive signage. Uh, so I really want to reach out and say a public thank you to the Francisco Park Conservancy for all their work, especially for their help in maintaining the space with us and keeping it clean. To celebrate this anniversary, on Saturday, May 6th, the Conservancy will hold a picnic in the park event from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. It'll include games, garden, tours, face painting, and more. Conservancy officials will be there as well as Supervisor Catherine Stephanie. Uh, taking a step back <coughs> this Saturday, uh, we also have our India Basin Waterfront Park Spring Job Fair. Uh, this will happen at the basketball court at India Basin Shoreline Park from 11 a.m. to 3, and will feature all of our project partners from the India Basin Waterfront Park Project, as well as a number of other uh, local, private, and public employers uh, that include government agencies, local businesses, community-based organizations, <laughs> and even the San Francisco Giants. There will be lots of opportunities for employment for the Bayview-Hunters Point community. A friendly reminder for those attending, uh, always dress to impress, uh, and don't forget to bring copies of your resume. Attendees can RSVP by contacting Chica Mezzi with the A. Philip Randolph Institute uh, at chicamezzi, A-P-R-I-S-F, at gmail.com. We hope to see uh, Bayview community members out there this Saturday. Speaking of India Basin, an art proposal for the future India Basin Waterfront Park uh, has been selected. Uh, the Arts Commission selected San Francisco native and artist Christine Mays. Uh, she was chosen for her art proposal, Joy Personified. The art piece, it's actually the art pieces, will be prominently displayed along the park's walking paths and will be made up of seven life-sized figurative sculptures symbolizing people having fun in parks, including a couple dancing, kids running, people playing double dutch jump rope, uh, it's, it, uh, it's a really spectacular uh, set of pieces, and I'm very excited about it. Christine grew up in the city's Bayview, Hunters Point, and Visitation Valley neighborhoods and is a graduate of Lowell High School. Her art is meant to inspire and celebrate the Bayview, Hunters Point community, and we are so proud and happy that it will be prominently displayed in our park. Last but certainly not least, we are just a few weeks away from the Ladies Professional Golf Association's Hanwha Life Plus International Crown Tournament happening at our very own TPC Harding Park. 
The event goes through May 4 to 7. This year marks the competition's big return since the last event was held in 2018. Uh, the competition features some of the best female golfers from across the globe. Uh, and obviously having this, uh, this event in our park is a proud moment for Harding. It is a, a, a proud moment for the San Francisco public golf community, Richard Harris. Uh, and we are just so thrilled to have this out at, at Harding. It is also a great opportunity to highlight women in sports uh, and very <coughs> consistent with our own vision and mission to provide all kinds of girls sports programs from our very own SF Baysox girls baseball, Commissioner Jupiter Jones, to volleyball, soccer, basketball, and so much more. Being able to offer uh, chances uh, for girls and women to play sports, develops leadership skills, team building, personal growth, and so many other benefits. And plus, by the way, you know, it's the law. So there's that. Uh, anyway, we're very proud to have the LPGA at Harding. And I actually did want to take a moment off script because uh, Richard Harris is here, and I'm sure he's going to opine about something else. But I uh, did want to say a public thank you to Richard and uh, uh, the uh, SF Public Golf Association and certainly all of the advocates at Sharp Park uh, for completing the interpretive uh, wall that celebrates Sharp Park's fabulous history. Uh, this was no small doing and uh, most definitely a labor of love. So we thank you, Richard. We really do for all of your leadership for public golf in San Francisco and particularly for your advocacy at Sharp Park. That, Mr. President, concludes the general manager's report. Thank you very much. All right, do we have any public comment in room 416 on the general manager's report? Good morning, commissioners. Uh, I'm Richard Harris with the Public Golf Alliance. And the continuing of Phil, uh, stole my thunder a bit. I, I was oh, here to sorry. thank you and to thank Phil and to thank staff for uh, four years of work that it took to uh, install the, uh, this historic exhibit at uh, Sharp Park. Uh, we've sent you a, a letter on, on that with, uh, with photos. It, it, it was, uh, as sometimes things do, uh, took a lot more time was a lot more complicated and a lot more expensive than I could have possibly imagined. But uh, at this point, it was, uh, it was worth it. Uh, we had a lot of cooperation from Phil, uh, from several members on the staff, uh, Lisa Branstein, uh, Nathan Tinclair, the late Lynn Nelson, uh, Joel Riddell, uh, Dana Ketchum, uh, all very helpful. Uh, and uh, we're proud of our work, uh, and we uh, and we thank the commission and the department for uh, for their help in that. And we invite you all to come down to see beautiful Sharp Park and this bit of its history. Uh, so, with that, thank you very much. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. Okay. Anyone else in room four sixteen? Okay, seeing none and with no hands raised on our line, public comment is closed. <clears throat> we are now on item four, general. Uh, oh. One second. Yep. I wanted to acknowledge Commissioner Hallisey, who had an inquiry. Just, uh, Mr. General Manager, an yes, addendum to your report. Um, your Director of Operations, yeah. Denny Kern. Thank you. Has been very open 
and sharing information with everybody about a challenge that he's going through right now. I know he had surgery this past Monday. I wonder if you could give us an update. Sure. He's, uh, I'm in regular touch with Denny and Kate uh, several times a day, actually. Uh, we are hopeful that he will be uh, uh, leaving the hospital either today or tomorrow. He still has a recovery ahead of him. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have all the specific medical details, but here's what I will say about Denny. Um, his um, grace and optimism and strength in uh, confronting a pretty serious medical condition has been uh, absolutely inspiring uh, and beautiful and, and, and heartwarming. Warming. And you get to know people in very different ways over the course of your career and seeing um, this side of uh, this, this, this side of Denny, um, has really been, uh, nothing short of, of inspiring. He is a very, 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 very special human being. And, uh, I know that he, uh, uh, is going to do everything he can to get back in the chair because he's got more work to do. <laughs> so, uh, we are, uh, we are all rooting for him and, uh, Denny, uh, I, I hope like like hell, you're not watching this commission <laughs> meeting. Uh, but if you are, we are uh, we are really thinking of you and uh, love you very much. Yeah. You know, just a little background on Denny: um, a 30-year career with the U.S. Navy. Now, most people would have retired at that point. Mm -hmm. Instead, he takes on this operations job with this great department. He's been doing it for I think almost 18 years now. That's right. And he's one of the most impressive people I've met in my time on the commission. He's, which is very rare, he's totally under the radar. He doesn't seek or need attention, does a fantastic job. And, and he gave me, as a commissioner, my first behind-the-scenes tour when I was, uh, shortly after I was sworn in. And he told me that he only scratched the surface, and he said, and I'm going to give you another tour, and so we exchanged emails and, and, and talked last week, and, and I'm holding them to it. Good. I huh. want that second tour, and, uh, and I know that everybody's heart goes out to Kate and Denny. And, and just with that military background, and we know how tough Denny is, I'm sure he's going to come through this well. He's definitely going to come through this well. And uh, a couple of other things uh, about Denny, uh, a very, 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 very passionate skier. Uh, yeah, probably... Um, uh, and, you know, coming from me, this means a lot, uh, probably the best dressed, uh, rec and park employee. Uh, I mean, you know, tell dress this, uh, you know, I don't even know. Uh, but he, uh, is, uh, is got a fastidious sense of fashion. Uh, he's a, a great, he's a great skier. He, uh, is someone who, uh, dives deep into organ organizational development, uh, Denny's uh, favorite organizational development uh, phrase, which is something we take very seriously at Reckon Park, is that culture eats strategy for lunch. And uh, he, uh, just a, a quick highlight about his military career, and he doesn't like to talk about it, but um, uh, Denny was the chief of staff to uh, an undersecretary of the Navy on 9-11. And at the time, uh, the undersecretary was uh, uh, touring uh, a bunch of graduate student engineers, I believe is the story, in the Pentagon when, uh, when the bomb, uh, you know, when the plane hit. And uh, Denny is the individual who led that entire group 
including uh, the deputy secretary to safety at a point where if you took a wrong turn, uh, you know, in that maze of a building, you might not survive. Uh, so he is absolutely uh, a hero in so many ways uh, and such an important part of, of, of our team. And uh, uh, what's amazing about teams is that sometimes uh, teams uh, get, you know, players on the team get injured or have to be on the disabled list. Uh, Say something. And uh, then other people have to step up, and that's exactly what's happening now. So a big thank you to Eric Anderson, who's our superintendent of parks, who's also doing double duty as um, acting director of operations. And uh, to a person on Denny's team, everybody is just making sure that uh, uh, the work to a standard that, you know, that uh, – that Denny would approve uh, continues. So, thank, thank you. Let me <laughs> ask Commissioner Louie to say a few words. Um, I'm a Sunday school teacher, have been doing that for 23 years, and I just want to not bow our heads, but just give a special blessing to Denny and his family. Thank you um, for putting your hands on him and keeping him safe as he recovers and uh, continue to heal him and um, we know he's going to come out of this and uh, we just want a special blessing for him. Thank you Commissioner. On that note let's move on. Thank you everybody. Okay, Thank we you are for asking though I appreciate it. <laughs> we are now on item four general public comment up to 15 minutes this item will be continued to item 10. At this time, members of the public may address the Commission on items of interest to the public that are within the subject matter jurisdiction of the Commission and that do not appear on the agenda. With respect to agenda items, you will have opportunity to address the Commission when the item is reached in the meeting. All right, you'll have two minutes. Good morning, Commissioners and staff. After all that, I feel guilty coming to you with an issue, but that's what you're here for. <laughs> yeah. So um, um, thanks for having me. My name is David Robinson. I'm a homeowner and uh, residing at 233 Page Street in the city. And I live within a few doors of the Page Laguna Mini Park, which is located between Page Street and Rose Alley, um, just east of Laguna. Um, as a side note, I'm also a board member of the Hayes Valley Neighborhood Association. So we take a, a good interest in, in, in seeing in our community is uh, offering uh, our residents um, um, the, the fine things that you are doing um, within the commission. Um, uh, for years, uh, neighbors within many blocks of the mini park have enjoyed the community garden, which is a gated parcel located inside the mini park. Not only do residents have the pleasure of planting flowers and vegetables in the garden, but meeting other neighbors with their dogs and children and uh, a place of uh, social gathering. Uh, it's been a place for, of gathering for many of us and it's maintained um, primarily by many residents uh, in the neighborhood as it is a community garden. Last fall, on October 13, 2022 to be exact, the community garden was found chained and locked with a notice posted on Reckon Park stationery that the garden was temporarily closed, quote unquote, offering an email address for more information. Leaving several messages, it was finally communicated that there was lead discovered in the soil inside the community garden and that most of the plant beds and topsoil needed to be removed. Since that date of the closing, there's been minimal work of eradication in the garden, and it's still locked now six months later. A few months ago, I did have a discussion with uh, a couple staff members, and uh, there was at that time no expectation of when further eradication will continue. 
Uh, what many of the residents don't understand is how there could be soil inside the community, community garden part of the park, but not outside that gate. And particularly uh, this last rainy winter, I would see the water. Ashley, let's, Sorry. let's let him continue. I, I want to hear the end of this. Okay. okay. Do you want me to add um, two more minutes? Two more minutes. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. Um, <clears throat> particularly with this last rainy winter, I've saw so many times uh, water rushing topsoil um, out of the community garden, uh, down the path in the uh, mini park, and into the city um, drains. Um, so I'm not quite understanding how it's just located in that area. But indeed, um, what I'm asking today is that the commission to instruct staff and to address the issue and expedite what needs to be done, again, now six months later. If there is indeed uh, lead in the soil, that is, a, that is a, a primary goal. It should be to eradicate that. Um, and again, um, after six months, it's a, it's a health issue that really needs to be addressed. And with that, I thank you for your time today. Thank you for bringing it to our attention. Thank you. Is there any other public comment in room 416? All right, and seeing no hands raised, I'm just gonna double check. No hands raised on our WebEx. Public comment is closed. Shall I move on? Consent calendar? <clears throat> yes, so we're on item five, the consent calendar. First, I will ask the commissioners if there's anything you'd like to remove from consent today. Okay, and now I will take public comment on item five, the consent calendar. Is there anyone in room 416 who'd like to comment on item five? All right, is there anyone on our public line who'd like to comment? Seeing none, public comment is closed. Commissioners? Chair would entertain a motion. So moved. Second. It's been moved and seconded. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Unanimous. Okay. We are now on item six, the San Francisco Zoo with Ingrid Russell. And you have a PowerPoint, correct? I do. Okay, so whenever you have it open, just let me know and SFGovTV will put it up on the screen. It's open. All right, thanks. Good morning, everyone. My name is Ingrid Russell. I'm the Director of Collections at the San Francisco Zoo, and I'm here to give you an update um, highlighting our three C's from our mission statement, connecting, caring, and conserving. Yes, start with cuteness. <laughs> Over the past week, nine or 10, I think we had a sighting of a, a tenth the other day, Black-tailed prairie dog pups emerged from their underground burrows at the prairie dog exhibit located in our youth exploration zone. Um, the pups are approximately five weeks old. Uh, they stay underground right after they're born until they emerge between four and six weeks of age. This brings the number of our colony to approximately 30 individuals. The pups can be seen exploring, playing, and foraging for food, which includes vegetables and browse, and staying close to their burrows for safety. Prairie dogs are native to the grasslands of North America and are known as a keystone species. Um, about 165 other species depend on the prairie dog within their ecosystem. <coughs> Had a new arrival, an ocelot. Uh, she's currently in quarantine. Uh, we welcomed this four-year-old female to the zoo um, this is an endangered species of feline native to Central and South America. 
They're actually found in North America as well, um, ranging into Texas. This is the first ocelot we've had at the zoo since 2010. Uh, we first housed this species in 1972. So we're welcoming ocelots back to the zoo. As an endangered species, conservation organizations in Texas and Mexico are working to recover the species in their northernmost range, um, which has dwindled due to reduced habitat. This year we marked the 10th year of the San Francisco Zoological Society rearing and releasing threatened and endangered frog species into the National Parks and Forests of California. Uh, this included the release of the 1,000th California red-legged frog to Yosemite Valley in our partnerships with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and the National Park Service. This is a, a big milestone for us. The work of our conservation team and their collaborations have made a huge difference in restoring frog populations to their native habitats in California. World Water Day, uh, one of our San Francisco resident free days was centered around World Water Day on Wednesday, March 22nd. As part of the day, we encouraged our guests to visit our conservation station to make a pledge to save water at home. And for their pledge, they could spin a wheel to win a variety of prizes from a plush bald eagle to a sport bottle. World Water Day was designated in 1993 to bring awareness to communities that do not have access to safe water. After the success of our first bilingual zoo camp pilot program last year, we rolled out our spring bilingual zoo camp on consecutive Saturdays starting on April 1st. The camp features camp leaders that teach elementary school aged kids in Spanish, uh, creating journals, playing and exploring around the zoo, meeting animals and engaging in crafts and other activities. Two daytime sessions offered to the community end in early May. Lobo Week. Each year in March, the return of the critically endangered Mexican gray wolf to the wild is celebrated. This year marks the 25th anniversary of their first successful reintroduction when this rarest of the wolf species, the gray wolf species that is, was down to just five individuals in 1976. San Francisco Zoo participates in the U.S. Fish and Wildlife's cross-fostering program. We have four female siblings of the Mexican gray wolf living at the zoo at this time. Today, there are now 240 lobos roaming the southwestern United States. As a part of the celebratory week, our carnivore team presented special enrichment to our wolves, and we were active highlighting wolves on our social media channels. <coughs> Our veterinarian bird teams recently conducted their annual flamingo health check. Each of our 46 Chilean flamingos received a thorough exam that included checking beaks, wings, feet, legs, and eyes, drawing blood, and getting their body weights. And some received um, updated vaccinations where needed. Extravaganza. Over 5,000 guests descended on the zoo for extravaganza presented by Kinderjoy the week before Easter. We hosted four separate egg hunts with chocolate eggs provided by Kinderjoy, which is a sustainable product. For those who did not 
participate in the hunt, we offered a scavenger hunt for guests to find egg-laying animals, such as our Komodo dragons and ostrich, and redeemed their form for a chocolate egg prize. As you can see, we also had a visit by the Easter Bunny. That concludes the update from the zoo. Thank you. Do we have any public comment on the San Francisco Zoo Report in room 416? Okay, seeing none, do we have any hands raised on our WebEx? No hands raised. That means public comment is now closed. Commissioners, anything on the zoo report? Thank you for that report. It's always so uplifting. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. Okay, we are now on item seven, the Golden Gate Park Bay Area Young Survivors Concept Plan Naming and Donor Recognition with Omar. Benita. Can I speak into this microphone here? You can speak into oh. either one. Yep. Okay. This one. Okay. All right. Uh, I've got my presentation up. Right, great. Uh, good morning, commissioners. Uh, General Manager Ginsburg, Commission Liaison. Uh, I'm Omar Davis with the Recreation and Park Department Capital Division, working with my colleague, Abigail Marr, from our Partnerships Division on this project. I'm presenting item seven, discussion and possible action to approve the concept plan for the seating area on Conservatory Drive East at Arguello Avenue, name the seating area the Bay Area Young Survivors Breast Cancer Memorial Garden, approve a donor recognition plan for the Bay Area Young Survivors Breast Cancer Memorial Garden. Approval of this proposed action by the commission is the approval action as defined by SF Administrative Code Chapter 31. Um, as you may recall, Bayes um, has offered a combination of cash and in-kind grant funding for the design and construction of this renovated seating area and the memorial elements. In December of 2022, this commission approved the grant, um, and just yesterday, um, approval was received from the Board of Supervisors Budget and Finance Committee. Um, the Bay Area Young Survivors or as I call them, Bays, is a support and action group for young people in the San Francisco Bay Area diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 45 or younger. In 2015, Bays members began volunteering in Dorothy Erskine Park under the guidance of Rec Park Department staff. Bays inquired about opportunities to honor their members who had passed away due to breast cancer. Bays engaged Inside Out Design, um, uh, a, an, a landscape architecture firm to draft preliminary ideas. Over the years, Rec Park, Bayes, and um, the designer discussed the possibility of a landscape improvement project with memorial elements in Golden Gate Park. Inspired by the success of the beautiful AIDS Memorial Grove as an example of a public amenity and a dedicated memorial space, the Bayes team eventually uh, worked with Reckon Park and settled on a small seating area located uh, behind the Conservatory of Flowers. 
This slide shows the location of the proposed project, an existing seating area in this northwest corner of Golden Gate Park along Conservatory Drive East, where it meets Conservatory Drive West and Arcola Boulevard, right behind the Conservatory of Flowers. As you can see in the photo, the seating area is worn out. Um, there is some tattered flaking paving, two tired wood benches, and a sagging chain link fence. Um, in the next few slides, I'll show different perspectives of the, concept plus, uh, of the concept plan, which is a rejuvenated seating area to offer the public uh, more respite from daily life, a place to sit either alone or with others, admire nature, connect to community, contemplate lives lost, and reflect on survivors. The scope includes a new entry path with signage, a plaza, a seating area, and the memorial element. Um, here's another perspective to give a sense of, of the space um, and how it will feel. And here's another perspective as well. The, uh, the proposed memorial is uh, a perforated powder-coated steel element, which can be seen on the left side of this image. The memorial ele element will feature names of Bay's members lost um, and has space for future members to be commemorated over time. To encompass those outside the Bay's community who have also been affected by breast cancer, uh, the memorial will include words like friend, partner, mother, daughter, grandma, aunt, etc. Um, in terms of materials, uh, the, the steel memorial element um, is, is one of the main portions, as well as additional entry signage that will um, provide a little information about the Bay's uh, Breast Cancer Memorial Garden and the project and some of the donors as well. Um, there's materials for paving, for inspirational inscriptions embedded in the paving, um, as well as planting areas that are accented by boulders and wood and stone seating. Um, here is a paving plan. Um, the existing pathway down to the Conservatory of Flowers will remain as is. That can be seen there um, leading off to the left. The planting plan um, includes additional plantings, no tree removals, um, the planting of one additional oak, and generally in keeping in um, in with the plant palette of the oak woodlands um, will include other natives, clear um, existing invasive plants to encourage the growth of existing small oaks, which ring the area, um, and the addition of other uh, oak woodland community plant species. Um, as I mentioned, Bayes has offered a combination of cash and in-kind grant funding for the design and construction of the renovated seating area and memorial elements. In December 2022, the commission approved the grant, and the grant is currently uh, and just received approval from the Board of Supervisors Budget and Finance Committee yesterday. In terms of schedule, we aim to break ground in the late fall, and hopefully we'll be celebrating the renovated space next spring. Um, these two slides highlight the community outreach and um, some of our support that we've built along the way. A rec Park and Bays hosted virtual community meetings in March of 2022. We invited the general public and organizations involved in the area to the community meetings where the proposed idea and preliminary design were presented. 
About 35 people attended the meetings and expressed support of the project. About 15 organizations and community members shared support letters. These logos show organizations supporting this project. The staff report has a full list of supporters as well. For example, the project is directly adjacent to the Ridge Trail route at the intersection of Arguello and Conservatory Drive. And as Janet McBride shared in her letter, the Bay Area Ridge Trail Council believes improving this space will provide a beautiful resting point for hikers and bikers as they make their way along the Ridge Trail. Over the past year, the project team has reviewed concept plans with Rec Park staff from the Operations Structural Maintenance Divisions, and the proposed project has received support and approvals from this commission, City Planning, Prozac, um, the San Francisco Arts Commission, and the Mayor's Office of Disability. In addition to their generous donation, Bays is committed to providing ongoing volunteer efforts to help maintain the site and to manage the memorial element. Um, in conclusion, I'd like to uh, reread um, re uh, the discussion and possible action to one, approve the concept plan for the seating area on Conservatory Drive East at Arguello Avenue. Two, name the seating area the Bay Area Young Survivors Breast Cancer Memorial Garden. And three, approve a donor recognition plan for the Bay Area Young Survivors Breast Cancer Memorial Garden. Approval of this proposed action by the commission is the approval action as defined by SF Administrative Code, Chapter 31. <coughs> this concludes my presentation. Please let me know if you have any questions. Thank you, commissioners. Thank you very much. Is there anyone in room 416 who would like to comment on item seven? Okay, seeing none, if there's anyone on our WebEx who'd like to comment, you can dial star three to raise your hand. We have one comment. You'll have two minutes. My name is Alex Sabo. I'm the advocacy and outreach manager at the Bay Area Ridge Trail Council. Uh, if anyone's unfamiliar, the Ridge Trail is a long distance hiking, cycling, and equestrian trail along the ridge lines around the Bay. Uh, today it's over 400 miles. Uh, like already was mentioned, the Bay's Memorial Project site is right adjacent to the Ridge Trail route in Golden Gate Park. Um, and we believe that the space will truly provide a beautiful resting point for all the hikers, runners, bikers uh, traveling along the Ridge Trail, maybe stopping for a rest or connecting with nature and their trail companions. Um, at the Ridge Trail, we definitely appreciate how healing nature can be and creating this more memorial in such a beautiful outdoor space in the city. Uh, we think will provide a really comforting space for Bay's members and their families. Uh, but beyond recognizing how important it is for the Bay's community, we know it will also create new opportunities for city residents and visitors to rest, read a book, celebrate with friends, or connect with nature in this beautiful space. Uh, we see it as a great benefit to not just our trail users, uh, but the, a major improvement to Golden Gate Park and an asset to the wider community as well. Uh, Bays reached out to involve us in this project over a year ago, so we also know that they're a really strong and reliable partner committed to maintaining this space so that future members and also the wider community can continue to enjoy it. So we just uh, want to reiterate that we support this project and ask you to approve the concept, naming, and donor recognition plans. Thank you so much. Thank you. Next speaker.
morning, everyone. I'm Rosie. I'm here to speak in support of the Bay's renovated seating area in Golden Gate Park. Um, breast cancer completely altered my life when I was diagnosed two years ago at the age of 30. The journey of treatment and coping with this life-changing disease was not an easy one. It was through this journey that I was introduced to Bay Area Young Survivors, or Bay's. Bay's is an established organization that has been providing support and resources for young women diagnosed with breast cancer in the Bay Area for over 20 years. They are dedicated to supporting the entire project from design to construction. As you've already heard, Bay's has received broad support across other city agencies, neighbors, and community members. As a long-term resident of the Richmond District, I regularly spend countless time in Golden Gate Park and have found it an important place of refuge for me. So many lives in our community have been impacted by breast cancer, and this memorial seating area would provide a special place for the community to connect with each other and nature and serve as a special place to contemplate the impact of breast cancer on individuals and families and the continued importance of breast cancer awareness and research. In conclusion, I ask that you please support the approval of the constant plan and naming. Let's come together as a community to honor those who have been impacted by breast cancer and support this important project. Thank you for your time and consideration. Thank you. Next speaker. Good morning, commissioners. My name is Allie Kent, and I am a San Francisco resident of over 14 years. I currently live in the inner sunset directly across the street from Golden Gate Park. I'm also a Bayes member and have been one since I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2015 at the age of 33. Bayes started as an organization in 2003, which means we're celebrating 20 years as an org this year. This memorial is something so near and dear to us as an organization and something we've been working on for nearly eight years. To see it come to fruition as a place of contemplation, celebration, and a place where we can reflect on the lives that we've lost to breast cancer would be an incredible feat. We believe this will be a great addition to the park for other San Francisco residents, as well as visitors who come to visit Golden Gate Park every single day. Everyone has been affected by cancer, and our hope is that this memorial garden brings a sense of peace to everyone as they can remember their loved ones as they connect with nature. We also believe this renovated public space will make Golden Gate Park even more beautiful than it already is. Bays as an organization is dedicated to supporting the entire project through design and construction and in perpetuity from here on out. So today we ask that you please support the approval of the concept plan, donor recognition plan, and naming. Thank you so much for your time and consideration. Thank you. Okay, that was our last speaker. So seeing no further callers, public comment is closed. Commissioners? Commissioner Griffin. I'd actually like to speak after Commissioner Louie. Okay. If that's And okay. Commissioner Louie. Um, Thank you, Omar, for presenting, and thank you, a special thank you to Abigail Maher as well. Um, I got a call from Commissioner Griffin just yesterday in regards to this space because it came up in his Capitol uh, Committee meeting. And um, one in every seven women will have breast cancer whether it be your grandmother, your mother, your daughter, your sister. And surprisingly, breast cancer does not discriminate. One in every 100 are breast cancer-affected men. 
so it doesn't discriminate. And having this space, you know, in San Francisco where UCSF is one of the top cancer centers is a, is just invaluable. The design is beautiful. It the location of it is the access is right on Arguello. Um, I was diagnosed when I was 42, so I fall right in the age group, and I had six years of treatment. And if this space was available during the time that I was having treatment, I would go there often, I know. So it's a, a really special spot, and sometimes it's um, the treatment varies in, you know, to whatever degrees, and not everybody has chemotherapy, not everybody has, you know, but everybody has radiation, but I was immobile for six years. Um, so thank you, and this is really beautiful, General Manager Ginsburg, you know, thank you everybody, um, and thank you to um, Commissioner Griffin. Thank you, Commissioner. Commissioner Griffin. I, I This came up uh, initially in our um, operation, or I'm sorry, in our capital committee meeting, and we discussed it. It was a beautiful presentation. Omar, thank you so much for your presentation today. But I think it moved all three of us, and we decided that this was the kind of item that needed to come before the full commission for everybody to hear about it. And General Manager Ginsburg, Omar, this is such a moving and amazing spot that um, I know I'll be there. And I want to thank Commissioner Louie for pointing out that it does not discriminate. There are men getting breast cancer also. So thank you. Thank you, Commissioner. Commissioner Mazzola. Thank you. Thank you, Omar, for the presentation. Um, this, this is a great idea, and it, the, the concept plan that you showed uh, it looks awesome. I said a question because I did not see it in the packet when I read it last night. Who will be performing the construction part of this? Is this going to be in-house workers, or is it going to be subcontracted out? So as a part of the gift um, and the, and the in-kind donation, um, the, ba the Bayes Group is hiring the designer, they're hiring the contractor, and they will go through our standard construction measures um, and ensure that um, you know, they're only hiring qualified contract, uh, contractors as well. But they are actually handling um, the selection of the contractors and, and will be managing that construction. So we'll, um, I will be the project manager for Rec and Park receiving kind of that work and, and ensuring with the rest of the department that it meets our qualifications. And that includes all the planting and landscaping? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. It's, this is a, the project is a gift. It's going to be the finished product. To, project will be in, given to us in kind. Okay. And there's a, yeah. And there's um, there's also an, a memorandum of uh, understanding um, being finalized uh, with our city attorney. Um, and there's a standard process of when uh, partnerships projects like this are are gifted by that partner organization. So, so even when it's a gift, there's still prevailing wage applies? Yep. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. <clears throat> thank you. Uh, Mr. Ginsburg. Uh, well, just very quickly, I really wanted to thank the Bay Area Young Survivors and then uh, 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 Abby and Omar um, for all the work that's gone into getting us here today. Um, it's hard to be patient when you're trying to build a 
uh, a, you know, a memorial uh, and, a, and a place for cancer victims. Uh, yet, uh, Bayes has been incredibly graceful uh, as you know, these things do take time. And so I wanted to acknowledge that and say thank you. Uh, and uh, I wanted to thank Omar and point out that Omar is uh, a brand new dad. So this is one of his big projects coming back. So congratulations, Omar. Mm, thank you. Um, lots of life milestones involved in this one. Uh, and then lastly, I think, uh, you know, this is an example of our partnership team at its best, right? Like, so, you know, the way that Rec and Park is, is designed is that people can come to us. And this was not always the case, right? People can come to us with ideas that we can kind of, you know, sort of work with them, figure out how to get things done and create moments like this. So I really want to thank Lisa Branston and obviously uh, Abby, who's you know been, been the lead on this one, but our partnership division does really, really, really incredible work, so. Thank you. Seeing no other comments, the chair would entertain a motion to approve the concept plan, the naming of the seating area, and the donor recognition. I'd like to second that. Oh, did it get firsted? I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> How about like first? Make the motion. Yes, please. Yes. Okay, I'd like to make a motion to approve the concept plan for the Golden Gate Park Bay Area Young Survivors concept plan, naming, and donor recognition. Thank you. I'll is there second a second? That. There is a second. Commissioner Griffin, thank you. All those in favor? Aye. 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 So moved unanimously. Thank you, Omar. Thank you. Congratulations. Boy or girl? Uh, it's a boy. <laughs> yes, we got a young boy. We are now on item eight, Wohei Wen Park, Open Space Fund Contingency Reserve with Beverly. The agenda. Short and sweet. Good morning, commissioners. I'm Beverly Ng here on behalf of the Policy and Public Affairs Division for Rec and Park. I'm presenting on behalf of the operations team that is actually taking the majority of the work for the Wuheyun Gate. So to give a little background in history, early on, uh, pre-pandemic, former Commissioner Alan Lowe had come to our department to peak an interest in having a gate at Wuheyun. Currently, there are fences on the border side of the park, but it is not a gated enclosed park. It is um, an active park because there are a children play area there that Wuheyun Children's Services use and a couple other uh, playground uses for other preschools as well. And also Chinese for Community Development Center also is the tenant in that location. A lot of seniors use this place. It is the small bit of respites in Chinatown in that area for a lot of seniors. So during that time period when former Commissioner Lowe came to us, we were interested in accommodating and we were gonna find ways to kind of fund for it. And he had suggested the commission reserve as a way to fund for the gate. Unfortunately, the pandemic hit and we had to put a pause on it. In the meantime, because outdoor space was so important, especially to a lot of childcare facilities, we provided a smaller fence around the playground area so that children don't wander off beyond the playground piece. But the interest for the gate still came back up. So we are now basically coming to you all to ask the commission 
to consider using $20,000 for a gate at Wuhiyun. It would be seven feet tall. It opens inwards. It would not deteriorate from any park usage. It will match the same material of the existing fencing around the park itself. And we do have a good amount of support from folks in the community. There is interest in maybe changing park hours because currently the park hours is 5 a.m. to midnight. And if the community wants to change it, I've basically invited them back to kind of reconsider. But for now, the gate will open according to the park hours. Thank you very much. Is there any public comment on item eight in room 416? Okay. Seeing none, is there anyone with their hand raised on our WebEx? No hands raised. Public comment is closed. Commissioners. Commissioner Louie. Uh, Wahoyun is a, a, a really necessary, vital park in the Chinatown community. There are no places to have like an Easter egg hunt at Portsmouth Square, just want you to know that, or Huntington Park way up there, excess. And so like Beverly reported, there's a, a lot of usage for this park. It has a nice green area. I myself with uh, a couple preschools <clears throat> over the year had Easter egg hunts there and cleanups. And um, I just want to mention like any other park, um, during the cleanup, we found really bad things in the bushes and in the play structure. So having this gate would be very vital at night. They would lock it and the uh, uninvited intruders or whoever ends up there doing what they do, um, that'll keep them out. So um, thank you from, this came up in um, operations and um, I, th I think, um, uh, Chair Hallisey also um, agreed that this is a really uh, vital space in Chinatown. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Griffin. I, uh, this is my first hearing about this. I understand how um, vital open space is in Chinatown. It's really deprived of a lot of open space. I'm just curious as to exactly where it is. Beverly? I don't have the cross streets off the top of my head, but I know. Um, like she said, Powell and Washington. Powell and Washington. Uh, it's, it's, it's a small little section in a very dense neighborhood. So it is well used, and it is an area which has a lot of frequent traffic in terms of just people coming in and out from Chinatown and Knob Hill and other areas as well. Thank you. Thank you. Beverly, assuming approval of this, will you express to former Commissioner Lowe our gratitude for his involvement in this effort and bringing it to fruition? Yes, With of course. With that, the chair would entertain um, a motion. President Buell, apologies yes. for interrupting you. but we Oh, did do we have somebody, public comment? Well, we did, but somebody raised their hand late. So would you like to reopen public comment? Of to course I would. Yeah. Okay. All right, you can unmute the caller. Hello, everyone. My name is Erin Lee, and I'm community organizer at Chinatown Community <coughs> Development Center. I'm calling on behalf of CCDC and we are asked the com commissioners to approve the 20,000 stores for open uh, <coughs> open space contingency funds reserved to fund the manufacturers and installations of the engaged 
a gate for Wohayun Park. Most of the Chinatown community and children at Chinatown Preschool, Kaiming and Wuyi do not have the lectures of having many playgrounds. Many Chinatown's children live in buildings like the Penguin and in single rooms, occupancy buildings, where condi conditions are very cramped and multi people live in small 10 by 10 rooms. They emphasize the importance of having public place for kids to play in. Having the fence at the World Haven Park will ensure a secure place for children to play. Mem members of the community have expressed the concerns around beer bottles left from the night before. Charles and even the burnt structures, treasures and having the fence will ensure the playground remains safe for children to play in. In, in addition to these fence, we also want to raise the raise that the park also need a new bowl structures at the current one has sprinters and has been open since 1997. But that's to be worked on for a different time. Thank you and ask the commissioners to approve this item. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, seeing no further callers, public comment is closed. Chair would entertain a motion. So moved. Second. Second. Moved and seconded. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. So moved. Thank you. Thank you, Beverly. All right, we are now on item nine, closed session. I will be making some announcements before we close the room. Okay, so first we will take public comment on all matters pertaining to item nine, closed session. So is there anyone in room 416 who would like to comment? Seeing none, is there anyone with their hand raised on our WebEx line? All right, we will be resuming general public comment after this item, so you are welcome to call back in. Okay, so seeing no further callers, public comment is closed. At this time, we would ask all staff who are not pertinent to this item to please leave the meeting. And I will announce who is now present. We have Commissioner Jupiter Jones, Commissioner Mazzola, Commissioner Louie, Commissioner Buell, Commissioner Halsey, Commissioner Griffin, General Manager Ginsburg, Sarah Madland, and Beverly Ng, as well as Manu Pradhan. Um, commissioners, I need you to vote on whether to hold closed session, so a motion and a second to go into closed session. So moved. It's been second. moved. Is there a second? Second. Moved and seconded. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. So moved. Okay, we are now in closed session at 11.13 a.m. I am going to go close, uh, I'm going to go put the sign, Beverly's going to put the sign. TV, San Francisco Government Television.
SFGovTV, San Francisco Government Television.
in session at 11.47 a.m. Okay, commissioners, um, I need a motion and a second on whether you would like to report on the actions taken in closed session. I make a motion that we don't reveal what we discussed in closed session. First, it's the action, not the discussion. Just making sure. We don't reveal the action taken. Don't reveal the action. Is there a second to that? Second. It's been moved and seconded. All those in favor? Aye. 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 So moved. Second, Aye. commissioners, I need a motion and a second on whether to disclose any or all discussions. Is there a motion? I move that we do not uh, disclose any discussion on the action. Second. Aye, second. Moved, moved and seconded. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. So moved. Thank you. Okay. We are now on item 10, general public comment, continued from item 4. <coughs> Seeing... No members of the public in room 416, <coughs> and the only person that is on our WebEx is Antonio Guerra, that I would assume that there is no public comment. So public comment is closed. We're now on item 11, commissioner matters. Commissioners, any matters? Any, I'm going to move quickly through public comment. Seeing no public comment, public comment is closed. We're now on item 12, new business agenda setting. Commissioners, anything for that? Don't see anything. Okay, seeing no public comment. Public comment is closed as well. Item 13, communications. Seeing no public comment. Public wow. comment is closed. Commissioners, anything on item 13? Nope. nope. Great. We are now on item 14, adjournment. Is there a motion? So moved. Second? Second. Moved and seconded. All those in favor? Aye. 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 So moved. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay.